With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. As we record this episode, just a mere few hours after UFC 262 came to an end, we have a new lightweight champion of the world, and we will discuss the futures for that man and some of the other notable names coming out of the big event on Saturday night in Houston, Texas. As always, we appreciate you checking out the show this week. I am Mike Heck. And joining me in this venture, per usual, we have the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, the Prince of Positivity, and while it is not his birthday, because he is here, it's like all of our birthdays, oh. Mr. Alex K. Lee. How are you, my Stop friend? Stop it. Stop it, my best friend. Stop. You know how to say that. I'm blushing. I'm blushing on the podcast. Uh, I'm great. I loved, I loved a lot of uh, what we saw on Saturday's card, and I think, if, I'm, if I recall previous episodes, I think we had this card... Uh, Peg does a lot of matchups on here that would kind of kind of uh, resolve some of the onto the next one conflicts we've had uh, in in the recent weeks. It's unfortunate we lost Diaz Edwards that would have cleared some things up, and uh, Hermanson Shabazzian would have cleared some things up that would open up some matchmaking for us. But uh, it's okay. But otherwise, otherwise we did get some quite a few fights that I think freed up these names and creates created a lot of uh, compelling matchups, at least based on what I saw from the, the listener suggestions. But I think we also saw some some victories that kind of clog things up further. But again, well, we can, we can uh, talk about that in a minute. Yes, I, I do agree with that. We have some clear paths and then we have some log jams, further log jams, I guess we can say, but let's just get right into it. Let us, excuse me, let us celebrate the new UFC lightweight champion of the world, Charles Oliveira. He comes through in an absolute barn burner. I mean, this fight, was tremendous. I actually watched it again before I went to sleep last night because I just I just had to watch it again. I needed like something to kind of like even me out 
and it, it was even better the second time. It was so ridiculously good. And for those who missed it, he gets Charles Oliver gets Michael Chandler's back in the first, and then gets rocked and almost finished in the first round. And in the second, it's a totally different fight. Oliveira lands that beautiful left hook. He drops Chandler. Dubronx pounces. And Dan Mergliata had just seen enough. It was a good stoppage. I thought there were a lot of good stoppages overall on the card. Uh, but what a performance for Charles Oliveira, a.k.a. 28th promotional walk. And now he can finally call himself a UFC world champion. But where does this new champion go from here, AK? Well, uh, as I mentioned before, we we thought that this would clear uh, some of these fights would clear up these pictures. I think this is uh, well. I will say for our first two picks this week that uh, I did go more with this is waving my magic wand. This is what would happen if I was in control. Obviously, I understand there's a lot of uh, a lot of complications, a lot of things behind the scenes that go into making these fights happen. But uh, it's 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 malpractice if we don't at least try to set up. Del Bronx versus the winner of Poirier and McGregor, UFC 64, July 10th. It's just, it's, it's just you, you've, you've accidentally created this four-man tournament. I, but I, in my eyes, I think they're all worthy. I'm sorry, Justin Gaethje's just kind of the odd man out right now. Uh, but yeah, for me, number one choice. If I'm in control and I can, and I can somehow uh, convince McGregor to do anything I want, uh, should he win, he fights Oliveira, of course. And if Poirier wins, I think Poirier would take less convincing, and I think he would definitely step in there with Oliveira. Yeah, I mean, you didn't say anything incorrect there because you, you, mm. you just have to imagine Dana can Dana can kind of like hold it in all he wants, but it's the winner of Poirier versus McGregor, especially if Dustin Poirier wins. So, and, and I thought Oliver was was very smart last night. He planted the McGregor seeds because everyone obviously sees like if Poirier wins, like a lot of people consider him the best fifty five in the world. Anyways, he's definitely getting the shot. If Connor wins, that's a huge opportunity and a huge payday for Oliveira. So I'll make it simple. I'll go that route. Like you said, a little bit unfortunate for Justin Gaethje, but I think we need to wait and see what happens with the whole July 10th situation. But it'd be, I think malpractice was a good word. It'd be malpractice if Oliveira is not fighting the winner of that fight. But now there's been a question we've been pon- we've been waiting to answer for a while. For Michael Chandler, we've been looking for somebody to fight Justin Gaethje. We've been looking for it, trying to find it. And I think... By default, we have our answer. Of course, I am still on the Holloway versus Gaethje train. I am the conductor. I am I am all things. I'm the ticket taker. I am the, 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 the waiter that's serving the drinks in the VIP section. I am all things Holloway versus Gaethje. But if we cannot make that fight, Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje is a fine silver medalist, AK. I, I, don't, I really don't see a whole heck of a lot of enticing options outside of that. No one would complain about that. I, I also think if... For whatever reason, uh, they decide to go with Gaethje Oliveira. I don't think anyone would complain about that either. Again, not my number one choice. I'd like to see Gaethje fight again first, but he's one of the top three, top four lightweights in the world. I'm fine with. I'm fine if for some reason that fight was was suddenly announced by the UFC. So no no issues there. But uh, yeah, I agree. It's a better fit for Chandler. But since, like I said, I'm waving my magic wand here, I wouldn't mind seeing Chandler face the loser of the Poirier McGregor fight uh, on uh, July 10th sort of you know you do that you do almost do like a like a bronze the bronze medalist of that of this uh, four person uh, this four person cl- uh, cluster we have here so the Gaethje fight probably makes more sense but again if I if I'm being Mr. Matchmaker and and just just abusing my power here I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Poirier or McGregor uh, I, I think both those fights would be super exciting but McGregor fighting Chandler off a loss seems almost impossible but 
Chandler might be able to talk his way into it. Again, there is there's some there could, I could see heat being generated there instantly. I think those two could really, if they wanted to, could uh, sell a one million one million plus pay per view. I actually believe that. Maybe I'm overselling Chandler's uh, popularity in the UFC, but I think with McGregor, I think he'd make a fine B side for McGregor if McGregor wanted to go that route. Doubtful, extremely doubtful, but I still like the idea of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, if McGregor wins, Poirier Chandler's fine. I'm okay with that. I, I yeah, I don't know if it happens if if Poirier wins that fight and McGregor's on a two fight skid, losing three of four. I just don't know. I think it's kind of like it's the Diaz trilogy or bust at that point. Like nothing else is really all that compelling for Connor. But let us move. Let's continue on at 155 AK. Now we have Benil Dariush, who's coming off the biggest win of his career against Tony Ferguson, a guy who come Tuesday will likely be a top five fighter at 155 pounds. At worst, he'll be the number six guy in the world. But I got to tell you, AK, I just don't know if he's going to get one of these bigger names that, that I'm sure he's hoping for. He's certainly not getting Elon Musk. So who, who who will he get? I have no idea. What do you think? Do I have to go first here? I struggled with this one. I, I really struggled. And I'll tell you, I came up with a very, a great fight, but a, like maybe like the unsexiest matchup that you could ask for. And probably a fight that is, I was just, I was going to say Dariush would see as a step back. And I, I actually, and I should say rankings wise, it is a step back. So, uh, I'm a, I'm not embarrassed. I think it's a good matchup. But Mike, if you have one better, I'd be very happy to hear uh, what you have first. I think it has to be RDA. I think that's as good uh, as it's gonna it. get. Yeah, right. Uh, sh- yeah, that's yeah. I mean, He's listen. Only- he used to because RDA used to train at, at King's MMA. So there's like a little bit of a story there. You got sure, like former sure. teammates. You know, RDA is a former world champion. I think that makes. I just think that makes sense right now. Like I just the other thing that is kind of to Dariush's like good and bad is the fact that he's going to be out for a while. Like he said, like he might not fight till the end of the year, maybe early 2022. So the 50, the 155 pound division could look vastly different by the time he's ready to come back. But if he's ready to fight in December and RDA is like, dude, I'm down. I'll fight it. I'll fight this guy. He's going to be ranked above me. I'm fine. Cause I just don't see Darius unless like something happens and a short notice opportunity pops up. I just don't see Darius getting the Michael Chandler's or the Gaethje's, the Connors or guys like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it unless he gets one more big win. And it's just like timing was great for Oliver and Chandler. The timing is great on a personal level for Darius because he's about to be a dad, but the timing is not great as a professional fighter at 155 pounds for Darius right now. But I think RDA is fine. I, I mean, it maybe it's a small step back, but is it that big of a step back? I still think it's a really good opportunity for him. It's it, look. It, it, this is the beauty of being in Benil Darius's position right now. Is he's looked so good that he could take his time off to to look after his. Did he say a daughter? I don't know if he said that. I know he's having a child. Uh, to 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 be a dad, and he could come back depending how the lightweight title picture shakes out and who's available and whatever who decides they want to fight or not want to fight whatever. You could basically get a title shot if. If whoever is the champion in six months, seven months, again, however long he's away, uh, is like really in need of a challenger, like an immediate challenger, he can fall into that. And, and I don't think, to, you know, again, it wouldn't be a huge, like, hyped up matchup, but I, I, I think people would buy it. He's, he's, you couldn't argue with him as a title contender. You just can't. You can't at this point. He's, he's just looked so good. Seven straight wins. Uh, but like you said, there's, 
we all we just kind of felt RDA I'm, again. You probably I know you know I, I keep rankings. You probably keep rankings in your head at the very least. And just looking Oliveira, the fight's not going to happen right now. Poirier, obviously McGregor have to do, have to deal with their thing. Uh, Gaethje, like we said, we don't know. Probably not going to happen right now. Um, Michael Chandler, not does time doesn't right for it. Tony Ferguson, he just beat up, and uh, and then that's it. And then I have RDA after that. that that's sort of the order of my rankings. And I don't want to go lower than that. Below that, Kevin Lee, Gillespie, which I I don't feel like Jerry should have to fight him right now. Uh, then Dan Hooker, Paul Felder, Diego Pajeda, so on, so on, so on. So if we're sticking in the top 10, RDA is kind of the answer by default. You know you know what I really loved about Benil Darius's scrum at the end of the night? He was asked, like, who he wants, the, you know, that sort of generic question that he should have been asked. And he looked up and down that division, and he mentioned the Poirier versus McGregor fight. But the one name that he said specifically was Islam Makachev. Oh, the boogeyman. Yeah, the boogeyman. And he said, and he, said right ju- he said Justin, Justin Scary Gaethje, because he's obviously, you know, <laughs> Gaethje's a, a bad man, pajama. But he mentioned Makachev yeah. and Makachev's fight. He, he and he Makachev's fighting Tiago Moises, and he said it's a weird fight, which it kind of is a weird fight. But I understand why that fight's happening because mm-hmm. kind of like the Marab Dewalish Willie blessing and curse, like seeing Islam Makachev's name inside the top ten on the other side of that contract, it ain't fun. You're not celebrating that. You're like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> I guess I have to fight this guy. But Darius like mentioned him, so that's an interesting option as well. Depending on what happens with the Moises fight, I feel like time frame wise, like if Makachev goes in there and beats Moises, December probably lines up perfect for him. You could do Darius versus Makachev. I'm fine with that. With uh, I would love to see I, again. Again, this is just one of those great lightweight fights that if it happens, uh, gosh, it would just be such a treat for the fans. But so hopefully it does line up as in the way that you mentioned. Um, the one thing with the Gaethje fight is they are they do have the same management, right? They're both dominant MMA guys. Am I correct with uh, Ali Abdelaziz? Yeah. So Dariush, Gaethje, Makachev. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, right. And that doesn't preclude them fighting because obviously we saw Habib and, and Gaethje fight. But I do, I do wonder again if they really would prefer to save those four championship fights right again again we don't know at some point he's gonna have so many you know it's 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 a pretty powerful team at some point they're gonna have so many guys in the top fives in certain divisions that they might not be able to avoid it but i do that's my one thing because again i did see a lot of listeners with uh yeah darius gaethje darius makachev and it's like i just don't know if if, uh their management team would want to put that together unless it was for a world title but we don't know we don't know if the money if the money's right who knows yeah and it would be it'd be kind of sucky for makachev being like yeah I mean, how you, you, you want? You, I'm, I'm sort of like Habib's hand-picked guy to be the guy, and now you're gonna like not allow me to get to that level. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm sure Ali would be like, dude, this is what you want. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's move ahead to Hajirio Bontarine, who gets the win over Matt Schnell, and I know he missed weight, so we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time on this AK because we typically don't reward guys when they miss weight. So. This was probably the Alex Perez sweepstakes, which is no longer the case for Bontarine since he missed weight. So I think the winner of the upcoming fight between Tim Elliott and Suma Derji is fine. That's a suitable fight. It's it's one of two guys who are ranked behind him right now. So he's not getting a step up. And they're two very tough fights for him. So that makes sense. What do you think? No, I look, I was more harsh on Bontarine. Uh, and by the end, and, uh, you're right. We can talk about this more later because there's a lot of listeners just for him. And a lot of them along the lines of almost like punishment fights, which I agree with. You missed weight. I'm sorry. I know he was on short notice, but you missed weight and you won. And I do feel like the extra size slash not cutting all the weight helped him in this fight. I don't know. Hard to tell. 
Uh, I like the Elliot Sumaderji winner, but I thought maybe him fight the loser of that fight instead. Like I said, I'm pretty harsh with Bunterin. Uh, otherwise, and I just wanted to bring this up because I, I, I messaged you about this before the show because I didn't even know this was happening. Amir Albazi versus O'Day Osborne. Osborne dropping down to uh, 125 on July 17th, which I think is interesting. He'll, he'll be a tall, he'll be a pretty tall 125-er. And it just looked weird to me because his last fight was at 145. It wasn't supposed to be. It was like a change. The fight got changed. So it's just weird to be going from a 145 fight to a 125 fight. But you, yeah, I think you said that 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 was the plan. He has been planning to kind of drop down. He's been competing at 135 as well. Uh, so yeah. So I'm intrigued by that fight, and I wouldn't mind one of them getting Bonterine. Sorry, Bonterine. Great win. A really fun fight, but one pound mm, sticks sticks my craw. Yes. So that is. All the bonterine talk we're gonna get. Make the wait, and we'll oh, talk about it more later, longer. listeners. Oh, there's okay. Trust me, listeners right. have plenty. The listeners have plenty. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ, and with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no sweat bet up to fifteen hundred bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. A.K. Caitlin Chukagian made my job easy. And I like the idea that she came up with. She defeats Viviani Araujo. I will say, for those who missed the post-fight coverage on MMAfighting.com, I scored it for Viviani Araujo. I thought she Mm -hmm. won the fight, 29-28. to I felt like there was some tomfoolery going on with the judging overall. I don't think there were, like, any highway robberies. I had no issue with Chukagian getting the nod. The 30-27 for Chukagian is one of the worst scorecards I've ever seen. It is oh. horrific scorecard. But listen, Kaylin Chukagan gets another win. She knocks off another contender. What do you think is next for her? I got lazy with this one. I got lazy. I did the people are gonna hate this. 
Why not Andrew Lee? Why not? Why not? What's the what's 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 the what's you know what's the harm in? I get I get it. We're we're great win by uh, I you know with apologies to my cousin Andrea. Uh, great win, <laughs> super exciting way to get back in the in the win column to snap a skid. I know for fans of hers, the last thing they want is for her to get in there with this tricky uh, point fighting fight winning uh, athlete in Kaylin Chukagian. But I mean, again, I think I think it's a good matchup. I, I think uh, Chukagian is in the top five. So again, if you are a fan of Andrea Lee, this is a top five matchup. She gets past Chukagian, you're in that you're in that uh, the, that talks to get a title fight, you know. So, and it doesn't take a lot at 125 just because uh, Valentina keeps just murking uh, contenders. So you're not that far away. You just need to be, hey, submit her sister. That's gonna help, and then maybe beat Chukagian. That's gonna help. So uh, I don't know how much I love it stylistically, but um, as far as what it could do for both fighters. And uh, Chukagian, of course, I think would love to take that fight. Yeah, I, I, I know fans aren't chopping at the bit for it, but hey, look, they both got wins on Saturday. Match them up. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for giving Andrea Lee another opportunity, not this opportunity. I just don't, I, I just I, I don't know. I don't love it. So I'm in for the Alexa Grasso idea. Sure. I like it. I think Grasso is getting better and better. I think she has a stylistic boxing presence that could present some problems for Caitlin Chukagian. Caitlin likes to be out at space and pick you apart. I don't know if Alexa Grasso will uh, will let her do that as much as Chukagian has been able to do in her last several victories. I just don't know if that happens. I think Grasso will be in her face, and I think she'll punch her and make things a little, little more uncomfortable for her. I thought Arujo had a pretty darn good game plan for the first half of the fight. The one thing I was worried about was, can she keep that kind of a pace through 15 minutes, turns out she could not, and Chukagian took full advantage of that. So I like I like the Grasso idea. Coming off the big win over Macy, I like the call from Chukagian because she must be an on-to-the-next-one listener. That just kind of sealed the deal for me. Her Twitter account may have been hacked, but her but her iPod and iPod, what are we talking about? But, but her Apple podcast, wherever she listens to her favorite shows, clearly has not been hacked. She listens on to the next one. I thought it was a good idea. Well done, Caitlin Chukagian. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so I hope we're amongst her uh, illustrious list of, of likes. Let's leave it at that. And now, AK, we move on to Edson Barboza, who had a hell of a scrap with one <sighs> Shane Burgos. He knocks him out in the third round. I think we got to put some respect on Edson Barboza's name. Maybe not you, but me. I have to. I thought Burgos was going to have the greatest performance of his career. I thought this was going to be the showcase fight for him. But Barboza said, uh-uh. He's 3-0 at 145. He looked great on Saturday. He deserves a top 10 guy. And I'm just going to stick with what I said a couple of weeks ago on the show. Edson Barboza versus Giga Chikadze is the fight to make. Give it to us. Mm. It will be insane. I'm all for it. And if Barboza wants to get to the title, it ain't going to be an easy road to get there, especially in this division. He's going to have to start knocking these guys off one by one to get his way up there. And if he can beat Giga Chikadze, it's going to get a lot of momentum from that. What do you think? And, and look, and vice versa. Look, if Chikadze beats him, Barbosa is such an established name in the UFC, mostly at lightweight, of course. But I mean, his featherweight run has been fun. It's been fun. I know. It's, I know. He thinks he's three and zero. You know, he thinks he won the uh, the EK fight. So uh, he certainly emerged as a contender. And just stylistically, it's a perfect, perfect matchup. I I, I love it. Uh, I cheated a little bit here because I just there's a matchup, Mike, that I just I will not give up on. I will not give up. <laughs> I'll not give up on Barbosa versus Korean Zombie. <laughs> Zombie is fighting Ige on June 19th. You know what? Win or lose, I don't care. 
I do not care. I was I still want Barbosa to be matched up with Zombie. You could talk me into a Barbosa Ige rematch as well. It's a little recent. Uh, I think we're I don't even think we're eighteen months away from it. It's it was last year, right? Wasn't it last year? Yeah, there's no crowd. It was one of the make it's it's been uh, a year. Like maybe one year. year. Yeah, maybe a little over was it March? Was it March last year? So maybe a little over a year. And it was controversial. It was it was a really close fight. Um I know a lot of people thought Barbosa won. I'd I'd have to watch it again. Um, did I do a robbery? I, I think I did a robbery review for you this. Did. My memories. I can't remember my own stuff. Like, I'm the I'm the an, I'm the uh, the anti Jose. Jose remembers everything. I can't remember my own things. Um, but it was a very close fight, certainly. And uh, so I wouldn't mind that. But ideal, ideally, win or lose, Ige, if Ige beats him, Ige moves on to another matchup. Uh, if Zombie wins, uh, loses, screw it. Pair him up with screw, pair him up for both. I need to see this fight happen. They're in the same division. I need to see this fight happen. <laughs> I'm uh yeah. I said he's three and oh one forty five and I think in my own mind I thought he'd be Danny Gay as well. So close. I was I was misinformed. Inaccurate with my uh, He said it himself. He said it himself uh it was a post fight interview, I think. Yeah, he he was like he was like I'm three and he just he just dropped it like I'm three and oh and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> All right. I, in my in my heart you probably are. You're three and oh. Just not on paper. So <laughs> that fight was great. A lot of exciting matchups in store for Edson Barboza. And now we head to the wild card round, AK. Lots of fantastic options to choose from. We will now select a fighter we have not match made for already, and we will do so right now. So before we go to the peeps, check the tapes, etc. If there's a mic check, perhaps, what is your wild card selection coming out of UFC 262? Easy peasy. Got to go with my boy Lando Venata. Gosh, uh, look, a lot of people have been saying, can this guy uh, cut down to 145? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm not entirely sure why there was such a strong uh, move for that. I think it's, it's we're pretty perceptive in the media and as fans. I think we see a guy, we kind of look, we can kind of make some judgments about their body and go like, yeah, it looks like his frame could cut a little more and, and can go down. And, and, and I guess uh, maybe he was also fighting some large lightweights so we kind of just looked at it and we just, you kind of just eyeball it. you're like man he looks a little you know he looks a little uh, uh, undersized in a lot of these fights but he looked great at 145 his fight with mike grundy was so much fun um and i and i really see this guy being a contender 145 with the right matchups with the right matchups you build them up the right way we talked about it a lot on the post fight show with casey uh producer extraordinaire and i think it's casey just wanted to like throw him up there right casey's just like let's have lando top 20 top 15 opponent and i i'm kind of with you i was kind of like let's Pump the brakes a little. So, uh, perfect matchup for him. I'd love to see him fight Charles Jourdain. Would love to see him fight Jourdain. Um, I, I was championing a Jourdain-Ricardo uh, Hamos fight some time ago. Hamos now fighting Bill Algio, May 22nd. So, so uh, Jourdain's free in my books, and uh, I would love to see him fight um, Venata. For me, I thought Andrea Lee looked phenomenal. She needed to win as bad as anybody on the entire card, and she didn't go out there and squeak out a split decision. She dominated Antonia Shevchenko. Submitted her in the second. Would have been a 10-8 second round, more than likely, if she didn't finish the round. And I'm willing to give Andrea more of a pass than a lot of other people because, I mean, she has dealt with a lot of stuff over the last couple of years. Like, so many different things from, you know, just just a regular divorce sucks, but now you're adding in like everything with the ex-husband and that whole story with that prick, I'm not even going to say his name, to the the Lauren Murphy loss that a lot of people thought she won. And you know, even her just being pushed up the ladder so quickly in her UFC run, like while she's going on, like with all this these things happening to her, she's still somehow winning fights. 
And I think she kind of got pushed a little too quickly. And I think she would agree with that as well. But I think she is kind of, well, you, that, that can never leave you. I think she's been able to put some of that hard stuff behind her a little more. She's been able to push that stuff away. And I think this was as clear-headed as she has been in a long, long time. She looked fantastic. So I'm not giving her Chukagian, but I'm going to give her, I'm okay giving her a big fight, AK. And I'm okay giving her somebody in the top five because I want to see if this is for real. I feel like it could be. I don't know if she's, I'm not saying she's going to go fight for a title this year, but I want to see if it's for real. Let's give her Cynthia Calvillo. I think that fight makes sense for a lot of reasons. Cynthia needs to fight somebody. This division is starting to fill up with these matchups, and KGB will be ready to bounce back relatively quick. So if Calvillo is ready to go July, August, throw in there at KGB, and, and let's see what happens. Great matchup. Calvillo could sell the hell out of that fight. Uh, I think I think Angelie would do a great job with it as well. Uh, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Like we said, we, we both think she she could uh, vault herself into the top five with the right win. I, I lean towards Chukagian, but Calvillo uh, definitely fits the bill as well. I have it right behind uh, Chukagian in my rankings. So, yeah, uh, Andrew Lee, huge win. Huge, huge win. And uh, it's right. It's, it's kind of crazy. You recap all these just we, again, we don't want to go. We, we've been avoiding going to diesel. But like we said, these, these just like wild, unfortunate personal problems she's had. Plus, you said, again, how poetic is it that she returns to the scene of the uh, proverbial crime? Uh, UFC 247. <laughs> she fought Lauren Murphy. A lot of people thought that was a robbery. She lost a split and then returns to Houston on Saturday. UFC 262. And just an awesome, awesome submission of Antonina Shevchenko. Yeah, it was gnarly. I think it was like the only the seventh one of those in UFC history. The triangle oh, okay. armbar. Mm hmm. Good for her. Glad to see her back in the wind column. I'll try to get her on what the heck this week and see what's going on with her, how, how life has been, and uh, why she looks so different in this fight. But <laughs> all right, AK, time for the, uh, the the bonus coverage, so to speak. I don't know if there's a mic check. Oh, uh, oh boy. Oh, no, no mic. No, no, no mic. Check, check the tapes. Right. I'm sure we have oh, we have some. Oh, there's a check the tape. There's several check the tapes. Let, let me tell you something, Mike. Are we officially moving on to check the tapes? We can move on to check the tapes. Let me, let me tell you something. There is, there is someone who has... Uh, been toiling away with their suggestions and i think doing a fantastic job and just for whatever reason has not quite been nailing the actual fights you know making making really good suggestions uh that person is me uh i <laughs> i thought you're gonna say me i mean obviously you do a great job as well Mike. and i think some of these fights i'm gonna mention I, i'm pretty sure you've you've uh, brought up as well but uh i i rarely i think actually nailed some of these picks in the head i think i might have had a little bit more success recently but definitely before like the last couple of weeks i've just been whiffing on all kinds of picks for like two months but we had a bunch of uh fights become official this week again i'm not the only one to recommend these fights but i did have them as my official uh on to the next one picks and you may have had some of these as well. So uh, Penny Kanzad versus Alexis Davis, UFC 263, June 12th. I called for that. So yeah, that take a lap on that one. That was I'll, that was an AK special. Oh, well, I thank you. I thank you. Uh, this is the one everyone. Oh no, sorry. I should. Oh no, I did call for this somehow. We said this fight didn't make sense. I had somehow called for this. I couldn't believe it. Uh, Makachev Moises, July 17th. I actually had called for that a previous show. Again, people can check the tapes. Go go to the old episode. Check the tapes. <laughs> I'm telling you, I did it. Uh, Pantoja versus, Roy, versus uh, Brandon Royval. This is one I want to see August 21st. I call for that one too. So that one. And also, uh, this is a popular. I know I wasn't the only one who picked this fight. Uh, Paulo Costa, Jared Kenyon. So that's really myself. I think maybe even you and, and, and the listeners. We all thought that was a great matchup. Um, but I think actually, I, I, that, I don't know if that my, was my most recent pick for these guys. This might have been a pick from like last year or something. Um, I can't remember now. But August 21st, that's uh, Costa versus Kenyon. 
other people, I guess, had good uh, picks. Mike, I have uh, Jack O'Hara from the Twitter suggestions. Uh, he he reminded me he picked Jamal Emmers versus Pat Sabatini. That's happening on August 28th. Very fine matchup. Good so fight. congratulations to Jack. And by the way, also congratulations to Jack who uh, – sorry, i got to read his – scroll down and find his message here. Jack O'Hara, he said uh, he was very excited because he was taking his medical school entry exam last weekend and uh, – or today or yesterday. Either way, he took it. He was just he recently took his medical school entry exam. He says it went very well. So I don't know if that means he got the results, but congratulations on that, Jack, and, and for sharing that with us. I think that that's awesome. He says we're his uh, his current favorite MMA pod to listen to, Mike. And uh, Jacob Best, Jacob Best called, and I don't know if he was the only one. He's the only one I had written down. Uh, Uriah Hall, Sean Strickland. He wanted that one. August seventh. I'm getting a half a point for that because okay. you did, and you sitting in your seat did a did a tremendous job as the co-host because I took us on a journey after Sean Strickland's win, <laughs> right, right? And I said I like the Calvin Gaslam idea, but I said, but if Uriah Hall is ready to come back and just do the damn thing right. after the Chris Weidman fight, that fight would be fine too. And then you made me like lock in a pick. You're like, this is for check the tape purposes. You got to pick one, and I went the I went with Kelvin Gaslam instead of Uriah Hall. So I'm gonna take half credit for that. You don't get, what? You don't get half a point. What? No, that's the whole point. The, the whole journey. Point. Is this, the journey. Is this one po- it's one point or nothing. That's the whole. <laughs> I'm taking half the half point. point. Taking it. <laughs> Mike, let me have this week. Everyone knows you're a genius. You right? win. You're my... Listen, you kicked my my, okay. my tail. You've been right. whooping me. You, Every dog has you. Been. You and planted be, seeds. My garden is like one. F- my garden's like three flowers. You are like <laughs> your, your garden is blooming like crazy, now, man. Now, I mean, this is the first time, and I won BTL this week. Man, you, what a week it's it is! Awesome, awesome Alexandra Welding. My goodness. So it's <laughs> everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> oh man, the tapes have been checked. The tapes have been checked. All right, so let's go to the peeps then. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Let us go to the peeps. You know what? I'll just I'll just I'll just fire through these. Um, a lot of first timers, which I, I truly appreciate. Uh, let's get right to it. Jordan Cabo Recob. Uh, have been listening to the pod for a while. First time message in. I'd be down. I feel like this is a popular one, AK. Tony Ferguson versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, should be retirement fight for both guys. Uh, Poppy Bryant. He said I didn't like his one fight suggestion. I just think I didn't like the matchup that he picked. Just because it's okay. Poppy Bryant. 
Wildcard pick, Muniz versus the loser of Tavares versus Akhmedov. Uh, Barboza versus Arnold Allen. Chukagian versus Murphy. Jojo, I, whoever has the better performance out of the three should get it. I don't know if I agree with that because I think Murphy Jojo's fighting for the belts no matter what. Uh, Bontarine versus Alex Perez. We've already talked. I don't think he should be rewarded for missing weight. Dariush versus Michael Chandler. Interesting. Uh, and then Oliveira versus the Aporia McGregor winner. I feel like that's going to be a popular one. Uh, Brandon Nunez, Venata versus Cub. We talked about this on the post-fight show. I don't think that's going to happen because they they have a close relationship. Muniz versus the winner of Phil Haas versus Deron Wynn. I didn't see that one. Okay. These are all a lot of, these are some fresh ones. I don't, I don't have these in my hand. Yeah, there we oh, go. Barboza versus Allen or Calvin Cater. Burgos Sudik, Darius Chandler, Ferguson versus Gregor Gillespie, or Ferguson versus Grant Dawson. Anyone, <clears throat> excuse me, anyone who wants to see Ferguson versus two maniacs, you are sick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those are the last guys I want to see Ferguson fight right now. Young, I, I don't know how young, but I just say hungry, certainly hungry grapplers that I don't think this version of Tony Ferguson can deal with right now. Yeah. Uh, another Chandler versus Darius and uh, Brandon Nunez saying, you know what? Screw July 10th. Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. Just book it now. Make that the fight. Uh, Barboza versus Yair. However long it goes will be electric. That's from our friend Zach Diamond Sampson. And then we have uh, Peter Riedel. Barboza versus Ige TKZ winner. There you go, AK. Uh, Chukagian yes. versus Calderwood Murphy loser. Bontarine, another Bontarine Perez. Ferguson Cowboy 2. Dariush RDA. Chandler Gaethje. Oliveira versus Poirier McGregor winner. I think that's just going to be a popular one. Uh, Robbie Ryan. Aussie dad bloke. He says uh, he's with Oliveira versus the Poirier McGregor winner. Uh, Chandler Gaethje. Dariush versus number three to number five at the end of 2021 or early 22, just depending on how the chips fall in the meantime. Ferguson Cerrone or Nate Diaz if Leon Edwards beats him. I don't dislike that at all. Hooker versus RDA could help determine a contender for, for these other guys. Honestly, if McGregor loses again, he's not fighting any of these guys anytime soon, but will probably be elevated to a title shot if he wins. And then he also says, thank you, Robbie. You knew you were getting on the show. This is for you, Sammy. This is for you. Nick Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal is the fight to make, not Shemaev. If you smell... No, you didn't say that. Uh, let's see. Evan Rodriguez. Shane Burgos versus Giga Chikadze. Bontarine versus... Oh, boy. Rogerio hmm. Bontarine versus Joseph Benavidez. Make weight and we'll discuss. I saw that, too. and I'm, Yeah, I'm like, that's a big reward fight, I think, for... A guy coming off a win over Matt Schnell, a good fighter in Matt Schnell, uh, but also missing weight. I don't know. It was a it was a really fun fight though. But no, that's Benavidez to me is still a reward. I think that's a reward for the, you get for making weight. Uh, Edson Barboza versus Arnold Allen, Andre Muniz versus Jack Hermanson. I don't care if Hermanson wins or loses next Saturday. This fight needs to happen. Oh, and uh, what are your thoughts on this one, AK? Mm-hmm. Caitlin Chukagian versus the winner of Macy Barber versus Miranda Maverick. I saw. You know what's funny? I well, I don't mind it. Uh, well, I do mind it. I think it's too soon. I think it's too soon uh, for for either uh, Maverick or Barber 
I would honestly, I know they're both uh, Maverick super talented. Barbara, I think is still, also I still think have high hopes for her as well. I, I don't think either of them right now beats Chukagian in a fight. I really don't. And uh, the other one I saw floating around, Mike, was, so I'll try not to repeat this later, was uh, Andrew Lee versus the Maverick and Barbara winner, which I think I like even less. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really sure what to do with the Andrew Lee matchmaking. I think you had, you had, you made me the best suggestion, but um, yeah, I don't know. I get it. I get, I get, I get, because after whoever wins that Maverick Barber fight is going to have a ton of hype behind them. I understand. And uh, there'll be the urge to push them up very quickly. I think Jukagan or Andrew Lee may be a little too quick. I agree. Uh, we got sneakers flippers. I think I'm going to go with that. Uh, Munez versus Julian Marquez. Interesting. Yes, I love it. Marquez, by the way, becoming an onto the next one suggestion favorite. Yes. Tony, Fer- get back in there. Tony Ferguson versus Paul Felder. Yes, perfect. It's perfect. Barboza versus Yair. Um, Bontarine versus the winner of Elliot Sumaderji. Like that mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Chukagian versus Grasso or Marina Rodriguez if she wants to stay at 125. Marina? Oh, oh, right. I, was, I, I keep forgetting. Yes, the Watterson fight 125. Uh, yeah, I just don't think I don't think she. It's a good fight. I, I just don't think Rodriguez is staying at 125. Yeah, Darius Chandler and Francisco, Sneakers Flippers, our boy Francisco, listener from Italy. He is going way outside the box for Charles Oliveira's first title defense. Max Holloway. Oh, I actually... Uh, who else mentioned that here? Uh, I'll mention them now. Oh, our, 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 well, our, one of our guys, Matt Bradbury, always coming in with the hostage suggestions. Yes, I had not thought about this. I had not thought about this. Again, you want Holloway in a big lightweight fight. You love the Gaethje matchup. They uh, and the other, of course, is the intrigue of Holloway has a win over Oliveira at 145, and a, and not 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 controversial, but I mean sort of an unsatisfactory win. You know, Oliveira got injured. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm into it. I'm, I would love to, if that came out of left field. I'm signed right up for it. Hey, listen, Barboza said, "I'm still a featherweight, baby." Alpha, you can just go down and fight Matt Holloway at 145 if he wants to. <laughs> uh, Alec I. Nillian. Uh, some other suggestions that we've already said. Uh, Bontering versus Cheeto Vera. I don't think that's going to happen. Lando versus Armand Sarukian. Don't think that's happening because I think Lando's going to stay 145. But I, I do like this one, AK. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Andre Muniz versus Brendan Allen. That was one of the two most popular picks for uh, Muniz that I saw. I love it. I love it. Uh, obviously, I think he's you know kind of jumped Brendan Allen in the rankings, but that doesn't mean that I think he's out of the range of having. I think he's ahead of Brendan Allen in the rankings, but not so far ahead that like, oh no, no, he has nothing to gain from beating Brendan Allen. I think there's a lot to gain from beating, beating Brendan Allen because uh, he, he you know you you want to put together this resume. So now he has the knocked off a legend thing. Uh, won his first two fights and then yeah, won his two fights, knocked off a legend. Now face another guy who's being viewed as you know a future top ten, future top five guy. I think that's ideal matchmaking. The other matchup that a solid will suggest, I'll mention uh, when I get to sort of my section of this, but it's a, it's a strange one. I very much like Muniz's Brennan. Yeah, I like that one as well. Uh, a couple from John George. Uh, he likes Michael Chandler versus RDA. I think we see that happen eventually. I don't know next. I don't know next. I I would be, but I do think as long as those, both those guys, if they were, if they're both competing for at least like another couple of years, two or three years, I would be shocked if that matchup does not happen. 
He also likes Shane Burgos versus the loser of Ige versus Korean Zombie. And sure. some love for Lando Venata. And I like this matchup. Lando Venata versus Danny Henry. I think that's that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. And uh, John wanted to shout you out as well, AK. Shout out to the man, AK, for getting what he deserves and getting that BTL win. Put some respect on his name. Thank you. Who's this, John George? That's John. That's our that's our dude, John George. Thank you, John George. Uh, Will says we need Tony Ferguson versus Cowboy. Uh, Christian Lee. Let's see. Another Darius Chardier. Ferguson versus Felder or someone ranked 15 or even unranked. Felder's the best possible scenario. Same for Oliveira, Chandler, Gaethje, or Darius. Uh, a couple more. A couple more. Uh, Matt Ravelli. Where is Matt Ravelli? Since Benny's going to be out for a while, main event loser, Michael Chandler versus RDA. All right. Bravo, another for Barbosa Arnold Allen. And I think we got one more. It was another Lando versus Cup Swanson, but that's not going to happen. So back to you, AK. All you, my friend. All right. Uh, well, uh, again, we've already had some amazing suggestions in there. Uh, I, like I said, I always like to list the most popular ones. Oh, I forgot the usual disclaimer. Uh, hold on. I, I got to hit people with the usual. I got to make this a routine. I got to get used to this. Let's hit people with the usual disclaimer now. The usual. Uh, on to the next one disclaimer, guys. Remember, uh, we like to emphasize... Uh, uh, when you guys talk about winners, or unless they're in the main event or title fight, then we should talk about both. Uh, we like unique matchups. So again, if, we, if your name doesn't get mentioned, your matchups don't get mentioned, probably because like a hundred other people said it. Uh, the fighter could already be booked. Please, people, do your research. If the fighter's booked, we prefer not to bring it up. Uh, you may have just made a mistake. Could be the wrong weight class. They might have fought recently. Uh, the person could be injured, and we just don't want to keep throwing them out for matchups that are not going to happen. And of course, most importantly, your pick might just be doo doo, and I don't want to read it. So that's the usual disclaimer. That's le- so we are now covered legally, Mike. We are now covered legally. Whatever we say, uh, have to say that. That is uh, Vox Media required. So uh, uh, yeah. So as you mentioned, the most popular picks: uh, Oliveira, Poirier, McGregor winner; Chandler versus Gaethje. Uh, Darius versus Gaethje, Darius versus Chandler, probably the most popular ones I saw across all from all kinds of listeners. Uh, Barbosa versus Cater, I uh, was the most popular Barbosa matchup I saw. Uh, and there was also, yeah, Yair, Gigi Chikadze, and uh, Zabit. I saw I saw at least two or three Zabits. So again, if Zabit's not retiring, sure, amazing matchup for him and Barbosa. Um, the other Muniz matchup besides Brendan Allen, I saw a lot of people, Muniz, this is at least like I think four people suggested this. Muniz versus Christoph Jocko? I, I like jo- Jocko's. I like Jocko. He's a respected veteran. Uh, he's coming off of a loss, and I think I think uh, Muniz again. Like I said, if we're building the resume, he has sort of the veteran name filled out, and and someone who's ranked, I would still have ranked higher than Jocko. So I don't really think that makes sense. I don't hate it. I think they're probably ranked around the same right now. If Jocko beat Sean Strickland, he'd be. Like twelve or thirteen in the rankings right now. Yes, but he didn't. He didn't. No, that's what I'm saying. He's. I, I would. I'd say. I have no problem saying Jocko's a top twenty guy. I have him at twenty. I have him exactly at twenty. I have Muniz in the top fifteen. So. Oh yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if I have Muniz there just yet. Like, Jocko is a nice name to have, but it's not like, it's not a name where you just at this point of his career, coming off three straight losses, heading into the fight. The submission was great, and you don't get style points for the rankings. It's just you beat the competition that you have based on where they're at in their careers. While it's a nice win, and if you're applying for a job and you got resume, submitting Jacare Souza on your resume, 
you're 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 a legend in that sense. But in terms of like the rankings and where you go, I don't think he's a top fifteen guy. So I don't I don't have I have less of a problem with the Jocko fight than you than you do. Okay. All right. See this time. See guys. Sometimes you guys are trying to check Mike. This time Mike has your back. All right. I'm I'm the one that needs to be checked this time. If it is if it ends up getting booked, I'm the one that needs to be checked. Okay. Um, Venado, we mentioned, uh, like I said, Jordan, uh, a lot of people like that one too, Darren Elkins. And some people, a lot of, a few suggestions of lightweight. I'm not sure a lot of people knew that that fight was at 145, that this was his uh, featherweight debut. Cause it's not like people are super familiar with Mike Grundy. Uh, I don't know if people thought it was just a lightweight fight, but just a reminder for all future Venado matchmaking people, he, I, he, it was 145, pretty sure he plans to stick around there. Yep. So I will not be reading out any lightweight suggestions for Venado. There was two or three that were sent this week. Um, by the way, that, by the way. Let me just let me just say this real mm-hmm. quick. Yeah, we talked about the Caitlin Chukagan thirty to twenty seven scorecard. That was not the worst of the night. That was the oh. second worst of the night. The Mike Grundy thirty to twenty seven <laughs> scorecard was absolute horse crap. My God, what <laughs> friggin' fight was that dude watching? Thirty twenty seven oh. Grundy. I mean, I thought we were gonna get a split decision. If you wanted to yeah. go twenty nine twenty eight, I'm I'm still against that score, but it's not like completely egregious but 30 to 27 is just he should never be allowed to judge a fight again and we had the dueling 30 well well and we had the dueling 30 27 which makes it more egregious well here's the thing though i don't know if you saw me tweet this mike so all right now uh, it's gonna sound like i'm calling this guy out but i'm also doing it almost to defend this guy's not his not his card that card was atrocious but he actually has done decent work before the last obviously he's a texas-based judge because the last time he did a card was ufc 247 in houston he was the one judge that made sense of the Trevin Giles James Kraus fight, which, as we all know, was very controversial because you know people have done sort of dug some digging after. Uh, James Kraus lost that fight by a split decision, which he which was absurd because uh, one of the rounds that was given to um, Giles was round one by Judge Joe Solis, and I believe in that round Kraus. I think that was the round where Kraus was like on his back the whole time. So I'm not, so it was it, it, it was bizarre. But two judges, J.G. Ferraro and Solis, had it for uh, Giles and Padlin had it for Kraus, 29-28. So he was the good guy on that day. I'm not I'm not saying that justifies this truly bizarre scorecard, but uh, I do want to fair is fair. And I just want to say there was he was on the good side of the Texas weirdness uh last time they were in Houston. So <laughs> so Patrick Patlin, I don't know what's going on in Texas, but. Um, good work last time. Saturday, a little shaky. Yeah. Uh, some some deep cuts. Some deep cuts. Uh, Cachoeira versus Gian Kim, which I like. I don't, I don't know if you this. Tucker Lutz versus TJ Brown. Yeah, that's a that's a fun fight. And uh, Giagos versus Mac Desi. All right, let me see if I run through some of these messages here and skip over anything that's repeat a little too much. As you said, Mike, of course, we always like to showcase first timers. So, uh, Zach Raby, thank you for chiming in. Uh, I think he had a very nice thing to say. Yes, he said, uh, what was this nice thing he had to say? It's a very long message. Uh, this was, gosh, I should have just written this down, what he was going to say. Uh, anyway, oh, well, he, this, is, this is more for last week. He's like, he just wants to know, he says, uh, he, lo- he listens to podcasts, he's a new fan. And he just wants to know why why is Magni versus Masvidal not being talked about more? So this was a sent on Monday uh, earlier this week. Um, he said uh, Magni having such an impressive victory over Jeff Neal, I feel like he deserves a fight with someone above him in the rankings. Masvidal needs some way to bounce back from two losses in a row to the champ. 
and uh, he just thought it'd be cool to send the suggestion out, even though he knows he missed the uh, missed the deadline last time. But Zach, thank you for that. Yeah, I think Magni versus Masvidal. I'm pretty sure we brought it up as a possibility. Some other listeners may have mentioned it. I don't know if it happens. I just don't know if Masvidal sees him um, as being that kind of a name. But if we're talking rankings wise and 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 merit wise, yeah, Magni should absolutely get that fight. But yeah, yeah, no. You know how these things go. Uh, Jake Halsey, also first timer, chiming in. He says, "Long time listener, first time pick," and he just would like to see uh, Darius versus Gaethje. Ferguson go up and fight Matt Brown. And uh, this is regards to last week's Cerrone versus Clay Guida. I think that's what a lot, a lot of people are kind of thinking would be a fun, a fun last fight for Cerrone. So I'm not against it. Yeah. Our guy, literally just for Otno, one of my favorite. Yeah. Instagrams. <laughs> he says. Uh, uh, he wants the uh, B- B- Bontarine versus Tim Elliott. Uh, right, we discussed that earlier. <laughs> I want to read this because he's like, Caitlin, please tell Jose Youngs it's pronounced Caitlin and not Catlin. <laughs> Jose Youngs, what a mess. Uh, Caitlin Chukagan versus Jennifer Maya. Uh, Maya is fighting I, right? I don't know. Are they fought already? No, they are fighting. They are fighting. And then uh, he just said, uh, also wanted to congratulate me on the BTL win. He said, please, please beat uh, Jed Mishu next week. So, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I've never done it before. Uh, and Mayhead's coming in with some good suggestions. Uh, Lee, uh, he says, why not Andrew Lee versus uh, Viviani Arujo? I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, if if people felt that Arujo won that fight, it's almost like matching up winners. Uh, Tucker Lutz versus Kyle Nelson. Christos Giagos versus Mark Chikizi. I like that. Curly actually caught this uh, user named Curly on Instagram actually contacted me earlier in the week. Mike, he wanted us to make a wager. Uh, what was what, who did you pick for the main event? Oliveira. Okay, so we both picked Oliveira, so this wouldn't have worked out anyway. He wanted he said some pick someone in the main event, and uh, whoever's right. Uh, oh no, he wanted me to pick someone in the main event. I guess he would go the opposite, and then he said he, I'll eat a lemon live on the podcast if I lose. <laughs> Wow. And if I won, if I won, he would send us a video of him eating a lemon. So, I, I don't know. This is, that's this is a... that's something else. Okay. Anyway, he, he was <laughs> he, he's part of the Bontarine versus Benavidez crowd, like which we discussed earlier. He said, "Chukagian, just take a break." He said, "She should just take a break, wait for the division to shake out," which is not a terrible idea. But she strikes me as someone that's that's trying to stay busy. Like you said, she called up Grasso already, and uh, we kind of mentioned this on the uh, post-fight show: Landa Venata versus Alex Caceres. Uh, Jacob Best coming in with Darius waits for the waits for the winner of uh, a fight. So he kind of made up his own match and then said, "Wait for the winner of that match." He wants to see Chandler Gaethje and then says, "Darius wait for the winner of this hypothetical fight." Uh, Bontarine versus I don't know if you, any of your listeners mentioned uh, you the guy, your guys who sent you a message mentioned this one. Bontarine versus Nikolau. That's a fun fight. I, I, I that. didn't see that I one. Know why, I don't know why I didn't think of that. I love that matchup. How did I not think of that? It's so a great job in that one, Jacob Best. Always coming in with like a, 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 a solid gem every time. Uh, Burgos versus Sodi Yusuf and uh, uh, Venata versus Swanson. Again, we've got to stop mentioning it. It's not going to happen, probably. Uh, Matt Bradbury, I mentioned it before. Oh, another guy always coming in with deep cuts. Uh, Diagos versus, he just says, just rebook Diagos versus Joel Alvarez. Um, you know, of course, uh, Sean Soriano replaced him. Yeah, pretty simple. That could definitely happen. Tucker Lutz versus. He wants a big step up. He says Tucker Lutz versus Mirsad Bektich, pointing out that Bektich is on a slide. I think he's uh, two or three straight losses. So I still think Bektich is a huge, huge step above. But it's true. Based on recent success, not a fight that if it was booked, I would be like totally shocked. It could happen. Yeah. Lee versus Tyler Santos. Santos recently lost out in the uh, Roxanne Modafferi fight. 
Uh, oh, boy, that's a like tough. That's a tough fight for entry. I think I think you'll like this. I have to read this. Uh, he uh, Matt Bradbury says. Uh, Antonina Shevchenko versus where's why do I no it's so bad oh this is just a super long message Antonina Shevchenko versus Molly McCann she says uh, Shevchenko should win against Molly McCann if she does we can't just let her have one win because this will happen again here's my plan for her beat Molly pretty sure she's better everywhere fight JJ Aldrich hopefully secure a victory and if so then the winner of Moros versus Manon Fioro then let's do top 15 so he has a whole plan for Antonina Shevchenko's career <laughs> So uh, thank you, Matt Bradbury. Wow. I'm sure. Send that message to Shevchenko's team because that's, I mean, that's a lot of ifs, though. I will say there was, a, there was like three ifs in there, but I do like um, uh, the well thought out uh, and, and forward thinking response. Uh, Jordan Wright versus Abu Zaytar. Jacare versus Shogun at light heavyweight. Another dual retirement like Cerrone and Ferguson. If they're going to keep him around for one more, I would not be totally opposed to that but i just don't see a world where they keep him around for one more like unless it's to put somebody else over like a very dangerous guy where we're just sadder than we were <laughs> last night i don't want to be sad when i see jacare like i don't i want to yeah. have like it doesn't it can't get any worse like i don't want to yeah. see it get worse i don't want to feel worse than i feel right now <laughs> These fights are getting a little sad, I will say. Uh, I do like this one more. Ferguson versus Lawler at welterweight. I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this on another show or at least some, some something like that. Probably more Condit, Ferguson. But um, yeah, if Ferguson goes up to 170, like we said, there's great matches there. Matt Brown, Robert Lawler, Carlos Condit. Not big-ass wrestlers who are going to just do what has been done to him in his last two fights. No one wants to see that anymore. So uh, thank you, Matt Bradbury. Uh, also, he has some, some, some great picks there. Uh, so going to Twitter... Uh, a lot of first timers. I want to shout out Oren Sleepwalker. Uh, his first match. He says, uh, matching the featherweight division is like fish in a barrel. It's like Barbosa versus Allen, Chikatse, Ige. If he beats BK, can't go wrong with any of them. Oren Sleepwalker, you are absolutely correct. Cannot go wrong there. Um, JC Rodriguez, uh, huge fan of the show. Uh, getting in his picks for the first time. Uh, I liked from JC. Of course, he's pushing uh, two of the more popular ones: Oliveira versus Poirier McGregor winner, Darius versus Gaethje, and and a bunch of other matchups, which were which are consensus picks. We got two more nations checking in. Two more nations checking in. I, that I'm always excited about. Thomas GCT on Twitter from Scotland, uh, really in on Darius versus Hooker or Gaethje, and John Noor from the Philippines. Uh, let me check out this one. Yes, uh, I had to give him a shout out to the Philippines. We have such such a great Filipino community in uh, in uh, the, the GTA. So I have a lot of Filipino friends. Happy to hear someone check in from from the islands. Um, and he does run these. Down. He likes Oliveira, Poirier, Connor, winner, Darius Gaethje, Chandler Dos Anjos, Tony Felder, and Barbosa Giga. He says MMA fighting's number one fan from the Philippines. You guys stay awesome. One hundred emoji fire emoji. Thank nice. you, John Orr. All right, now back to a lot of our regulars. Again, one congrats, Jack O'Hara, on uh, getting the, your, the the tape checked. That's probably more important to you than doing well in your uh, medicine, <laughs> your entry exam to medical college or whatever. Uh, Jordan Wright versus Carl Roberson. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a jump, bit of a jump up, bit of a jump up. And one I really love, which I again, which I thought of it myself, Lando Venata and uh, Daniel Pineda. I think that's really be a really cool matchup. That's fine. Like, listen, yeah. I know, I know, we were kind of bickering with Casey about some of his strange matchmaking about just like throwing him in sure. to like a title shot. Essentially, <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but like that's kind of the direction. No, you're not. You he's, throw him he's, in. He's, he's he's being absurd. Yeah, but Pineda, like a guy like Pineda, 
I I feel like that's okay. Like if you're gonna give him a step up, cool. Like that's the step up. But Pineda's tough, man. He's a tough out. Like I know he just got knocked out by Cub Swanson, but he was lighting Cub Swanson up mm-hmm. for like mm-hmm. four minutes of that first round before Cub caught him. So tough fight, man. Tough fight. I I like. That's a good one. I'm okay with that. Pineda's a top twenty five guy in my eyes. It's it's a bit hard to gauge Lando right now because he is new at featherweight, but obviously we've seen a lot of tape on Lando from his his run at uh, lightweight. So it is a bit hard to gauge how good is he exactly. But I think that's about the right range for me. Uh, Michael Perrottini coming in with the Edson love. He says Edson versus Yair Max. I'm the biggest Edson fan. I have to say it's relieving for him to get his truth second, truthfully third win at featherweight, and he deserves to be the champ. Point blank, get Edson to the belt. So he wants to just get Edson Barbosa up there as quickly as possible. And uh, our pal Scott McCray, always such a such a uh, mainstay of our programming, just said, uh, my only ask is for Chandler versus KTX. It will be bananas. So thank you, Scott, for checking in, as you always, always do. Uh, your best friend, uh, your other best friend, Sammy James, like he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Muniz versus Gaslam and uh, Ferguson versus Iaquinta. Yeah, Iaquinta, again, another guy... I don't know how many times we can bring him on the show, and we're just not sure when what his plan is when he decides to fight again. Jerry McNulty uh, likes Venata versus Duhoi Choi. Choi out of action for a while, so I just don't know if that's going to happen. Um, one we mentioned for Burgos, I think. We mentioned for Burgos? Burgos versus Alex Caceres. Oh, no, we mentioned that for Lando before. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he says, and he said, Burgos needs to stop the skid. Alex deserves someone top 15. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't mind that logic. Chukagan versus I2. If I beats Maya, she has fought everyone, so has to rematch and needs another win for the title shot. Because <laughs> we need to see I fight Shevchenko again, and I'm sure she would like to get. I'm sure she would like to get the the uh, loss to Chukagan back. So um, yeah, okay. Uh, and then he shows chaos going Ferguson versus Patty Pimblett. And this is my note. This is this is my note I made. You re- you really know, Mike, that the UFC has given is moving on from the whole Tony Ferguson thing if they line him up with Patty Pimblett. Uh, yes, because that that's essentially saying we think Pimblett will beat him and we want to make Pimblett a star right away. So, I would that would be scary if they did that. I I would like to think they wouldn't. Um, Hayes Bethard, Ferguson versus Felder, Gillespie or Diaz. Yeah, <laughs> either one, Mike. They're interchangeable at this point. For, or if you're Tony Ferguson, uh, Bontarine stay at 135, and, and I like this because I think this would be a punishment. Either Jimmy Rivera or Cody Stamen. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so you're kind of rewarding him with a big fight, but maybe also not rewarding him because either of those guys could like potentially beat his ass. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't, it's very bizarre. Barbosa versus Zombie. Thank you, Hayes. Uh, Jordan Wright versus the Patolo. Two nice nice cuts here. Uh, the Patolo Todorovic winner and aforementioned Andrew Lee uh, Maverick Barber. So uh, that's Hayes, who I think was mentioned that in my in my feed here. Uh, Loctagon likes Dariush versus uh, Makachev. Moises winner. We kind of discussed, you know, uh, would they fight they're on the same team? But at some point, like you said, uh, Makachev can't be denied. He's got it. You got to give him big matchups. And uh, Ferguson versus Felder. <laughs> he apologized. He said, sorry, I had to slip that one in there. That's a great matchup. Again, let me say, because people have mentioned it. It's a great matchup. Yeah, I'm fine with that one, for sure. I think I think Paul would be down for it. Uh, ain't no expert. I like this one. Giagos versus Michael Johnson. It's a good name. Wright versus Marc-Andre Barrio. <laughs> he says, he just said, F it. He said, he said, Chikagian versus Shevchenko, Valentina Shevchenko, too. He said, who else at this point? And I'm like, ain't no expert. We don't have to go there yet. No, we, we don't. <laughs> Doesn't seem like Caitlin's in a big hurry to go there either. No, no, she's smart. She just wants to win fights. Whatever. If it happens, it happens. I'm sure she wouldn't say no, but why? Why jump back into that meat grinder? Uh, 
uh, Dragon Slayer 2, always with a nice message at Chris on Twitter. Shout out, shout out to you and all the MMA fighting group with coverage this week. Venata versus Jordan. Yes, I agree. Venata versus Jordan. Great fight. Uh, Marcus McGahee, regular contributor. I wanted to mention him because he had a great suggestion for Gregor Gillespie's fishing show, Hooks In with Gregor Gillespie. <laughs> So, yes, I think that's that's perfect. Uh, also, some some interesting fights. Uh, Lee versus Talos Santos or Maeda Bueno Silva. And Cachoeira versus uh, Maria Agapova. That might be the right test for Agapova whenever she comes back. Yeah, I'm okay yeah, with that. I don't mind that. Bear O'Reilly coming up with some great picks. Lutz versus Ludovic Klein. Lutz versus, hashtag Lutz versus Ludovic. We can work with that. Uh, Jordan Wright, Kyle Takas. Landa Venata, Mike Trezano. That was one I almost picked. I actually really like that. He said Venata should look to fight all the mics in the UFC. One and zero against Mike so far. I was trying to look because he fought other mics. One and zero so far. So yeah, sure, not a terrible idea. Muniz, Muniz versus uh, Ian Heinish. Barbosa versus Dewadu Evloyev. Winner June twelfth. Uh, Darius versus Gillespie. Did you did have that one? Did one of your uh, your guys throw that out there? I haven't heard. No, not for Darius. I got Ferguson. Says, I got a couple of Ferguson. Gillespie's. He says, look, by the time uh, Benil comes back, Gregor will be contender and this will be a title eliminator. Yeah, I get it. I get it. it, it I like I like uh, listeners who are kind of trying to project where the division might be when Darius comes back, and I, I think that's that's a smart thing to do. Uh, Liam Perry, uh, Bontarine versus the Pantoja Royval loser. Yes. Uh, again, sort of a reward, sort of not. Kind of a, whatever one of those guys is a fight. Uh, Jordan, and I like that he's loser, not the winner of that fight. Uh, Jordan Wright versus Delize Dikirico winner, June 5th. Antonina Shevchenko, I don't know why this one, just, I just like this a lot. Antonina Shevchenko versus uh, Jillian Robertson. Just jumped out at me. I, I just like it. I like it. I thought, no, they didn't fight. Yeah, you're right. They, they didn't fight. It's a they random. didn't fight. It's a random. Yeah, it's I'm fine. I'm fine. I think that's that's actually perfect. Thomas Collins, uh, I told myself to read his Chandler Dariush. Okay, yes, he likes Chandler Dariush. He says, with Dariush not wanting to fight, again, I like guys looking at it, not wanting to fight till later in the year. Chandler probably needing some recovery time after the knockout. This fight makes a lot of sense time-wise. I think Justin Gaethje will want to fight sooner, true, rather than later. So neither fighter, that's why he thinks neither fighter is a good choice for Chandler Dariush. That's that's good logic. I agree with that. And he's with you, uh, Andrea Lee, Cynthia Cavillo. Great. It's a, it's, a, it's a really good, oh wait, did you say, yeah, you, you like Lee Cavillo. Yeah, yes. great matchup, great matchup. And last one from Twitter before I look at this. A couple of emails. Javon Johnson, <laughs> he wants Chandler Makachev, and I like he had it written out. He said, Chandler, one, three, he wrote three points. He broke it down to points. That's so good. <laughs> one, Chandler wants to stay in title contention. Islam, arguably already a top five lightweight. I would say he doesn't have the resume, but, uh, but talent wise, sure. The value of the win is equal for both of them. Islam, Islam could become a star, or Chandler could, could halt the hype train of Habib's protege. Two, Classic all-American wrestler versus the Dagestan wrestler, and three, uh, Islam is going to eat Moises alive. So I don't care that he's already booked. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Javon. Uh, so I'm going to end with our email boys here. Just a couple of emails. Of course, Tristan Gordet always coming in hot. Uh, he likes uh, Oliver Poirier McGregor winner. Darius versus Gaethje number one contender. Oh, sorry. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. I'm reading the wrong one. Spoiler. I read the wrong one. Uh, <laughs> Mooney's versus Marquez, as we said, a very cool deep cut. I, I actually could see that one happen. I actually liked it a lot. And Lee versus Jessica I. And then, yeah, sorry, this is, I was reading out uh, the last one. Ren Odenheimer, from, uh, who's contacted me on Twitter before, but this is his first email, because, and I'm going to, I want to say this one for last, because he has a whole plan, Mike. He has a whole plan how this whole lightweight thing should go. So I tried to, like, make notes, but I just, it was too complicated, and I just had to. Uh, first, first, Ferguson Cerrone, too. Uh, he says, Ferguson, take time off. 
uh, and then book him in the in the main event. He wants to see Ferguson's last fight and possibly Cerrone's last fight. Main event, primetime fight night card on ABC, and it's got to be with bands in Texas, New Mexico, Colorado, and then uh, the loser. He thinks the loser of that fight is done. So maybe not a double retirement. Uh, so here's his email. All right. I'm going to – I guess I just, there's just no – I'm wasting time trying to summarize it. I should just read it. I think after tonight, next several fights to make for the top of the UFC lightweight division are really clear. Uh, Charles Oliveira versus winner Poirier McGregor 3. Okay. We all agree. Michael Chandler faces whoever loses the trilogy fight. That's what I suggested. Benil Dariush faces Justin Gaethje, the winner getting a crack at whoever is lightweight champion by then. The winner of that champion – this is where I start getting lost – the winner of that championship fight should face the winner of Michael Chandler versus the loser of the aforementioned trilogy fight. The loser of that, then that <laughs> championship fight, <laughs> then faces the loser of a Darius Gaethje matchup, unless this would somehow create a, a time loop and a matchup, a rematch of Darius and Gaethje. <laughs> and then, and then he says the Ferguson Cerrone winner maybe gets the loser of Michael Chandler versus the trilogy fight loser. <laughs> Did you get all that? Why'd you get all that? <laughs> That's from Ren. O- Thank you, Ren Odenheimer. Uh, listen, I'll leave that for the listeners to sort out. I'm sure it makes sense and I'm just dumb. And if I just like literally kind of mapped it out properly, it makes a lot of uh, flow chart. Maybe it needs a flow chart. Um, but it's, I, yeah, thank, thank you, Rand Odenheimer. That's all I have to say that. Yeah, I, I did. I appreciate the effort. I did not get enough sleep <laughs> to, like, to process all of that. But I'm, I'm sure it was, it was, it was quite sensical. It made, yes. you know, it, it was, it was coherent and uh, it was entertaining. So thank so you. I, yeah, I thought we'd end this week on a brain teaser, Mike. I like that. <laughs> that was a brain teaser indeed. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. That's it, guys. You can uh, please keep in sending all your amazing suggestions. Reach me on Twitter at Alexander Keeley on Instagram at Alexander KK Lee. And then, of course, email alex.lee at espionation.com. Send all your puzzles and riddles, alex.lee at espionation.com. There you go. Uh, At Mike Heck underscore JR on Twitter, Instagram, Mike underscore Heck JR. Uh, UFC 262 in the books. We'll be back next week. As we discuss the fallout of UFC Vegas 27, which is a sneaky good one. Main event, Rob Font versus Cody Garbrandt. Five rounds at the UFC Apex. We got Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazian taking place on this card. That was supposed to happen last night in Houston. We got... Yan Zhaonan versus Carla Sparza on this card. Finally, this I feel like this fight's so many been... Time. <laughs> well, it's been brought up so many times as like people, like when someone when someone wins a strawweight fight, it's like, oh, they should get the Zhaonan, a Sparza winner or something, or, or the loser, and the winner of that should get a title shot. So finally, it will be resolved. Fingers crossed. Nothing happens between now and, and next uh, next Saturday. Uh, we get the return of Felicia Spencer versus Norma oh. Dumont. A uh, fun one between... Uh, Halion Paiva and David Dvorak. That's a fun one. Bill Algio is always fun against uh, Ricardo Hamos and Big Ben Rothwell versus Chris Barnett. Are Chris you kidding Barnett? me? In the UFC? No. I That's love it. St- what? He's not in the UFC. He's not. He's been fighting for. He's not finally in the UFC. Stop it. I, I couldn't stop. be more excited to, uh, to say that fight into a That's live not. microphone. That's not real. <laughs> it is incredibly real. So that. That's just uh, a few of the 14 fights we will see at the UFC Apex for UFC Vegas 27. We, of course, will have all your coverage, but we're done. We're going to put the 
put the old uh put the old stamp on this episode and enjoy the rest of our day so for ak i am mike heck thank you for watching my son grayson has decided to grace us with a shark puppet hi grayson episode as well <laughs> hi grayson shark thank you for uh for your contribution my my young <laughs> child uh Join us next week. We'll discuss UFC Vegas 27, the what's next for the for the notable names, the tastemakers, if you will. And always remember, don't take this too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have more fun right here next week on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.